This is CliffCentral.com. Yes, everybody, it's been a hell of a week. You know, when Anthea's subject matter is the subject matter everyone is interested in, and it's not to say that she isn't uh, talking about interesting things all the time, but it's just become it's become the lingua franca of just about every conversation across the country at the moment. I'm talking about the Steinhoff disaster. I'm talking about all the other things that are happening in the market. This Nuspass deal, which has got everybody nervous as hell. Not the deal, but the deals they supposedly made with the SABC. And uh, Gupta Inc., just before uh, they decided on their digital strategy. So there's a lot worth discussing. And I think this morning you probably want to join me straight away by rushing to Anthea's desk to find out what she has for us. Here she is, Anthea Gardner, with her theme music. All right, we don't have time for that this morning. Let's get straight into it. Hey, Anthea, what's up? All right, let's uh, let's start with uh, whatever you want to start with because there's a huge amount to choose from. Shall we start with Steinoff? Because yeah. they are going to write books and make movies about this for sure. It's it's like um, is this is Enron. Enron. This, this is Enron, is Enron South Enron. Africa, right? Absolutely, I cannot disagree more. So so really, we know very little about it. They haven't disclosed anything. Um, what we do know, and this kind of is that this crooks. <laughs> well, they haven't been convicted. Thieves and yet, crooks. Yeah. But right. somebody's going to go to jail if this is, if what we are suspecting somebody has to go to jail. I mean, the fact that the German authorities are investigating this and none of the South African authorities are is a little bit worrying. Yeah, but we we know we have no investigative capacity in this country, certainly not in SARS and not in the Hawks. So who else is going we have to let the Germans investigate it. But believe me, if the Germans investigate, someone will go to jail. And I think there's a lot of talk at the moment about whether or not anyone else, either in executive management or on the board, knew about what Marcus Joester was doing. So all we know is that he resigned. The German authorities are investigating them for some tax that they may not have paid. And this guy, one of their JV partners, Andres, uh, I always forget his surname. It's like Seifert or something. Um he accused them of fraudulent behavior in their books. And hmm. what, they've, what we've now discovered is that they've done a whole lot of off-balance sheet transactions is what they call it. In other words, they've loaned money or bought companies which are loss-making and not shown us that part of the business. So it always looked to us like Steinoff was growing, like earnings was growing and um, compounded growth was great. Um, and actually what they weren't saying to us is that actually we've side-pocketed some of this business. You can't see it. And, it. and and I think this is quite pertinent because a lot of people think what we do as asset managers is magic. It's actually not. You know, we, you look we, at the fundamentals, you read the results, you go through what they've got in assets, what they've got in liabilities, and you figure out whether it's a good buy or not. Absolutely. And guess what happens when management lie to us or hide things from us? You, we you can't find put it. your investors' money into into companies that you don't know are bad. Exactly. And then everybody loses. But but let's just be clear about one thing here. This isn't the same as government corruption. I keep hearing people saying it's the same as government corruption. The private sector punishes very carefully and very quickly the offenders in this respect. First of all, people pull their money out. In a, in a heartbeat. That which they haven't lost. Second of all, the people who do this always end up in jail. Um, and third of all, the, the, it, it doesn't, it's not public money. This is private money. It's, it's money that Sia or Mabali or Gareth have put into a company. In other words, it's not public money that comes from taxpayers, which is meant 
to be used for every for infrastructure build and that sort Correct. of thing. So you've pretty much got it. So don't don't on. be one of those people who says, "Oh, you see, private uh, sector corruption is as bad." There is no such thing as private sector corruption. It's called theft. Yeah, that's what it that's is. That's it. It's theft. Corruption is unique to governments. That's why we have a particular hatred for it, and why we give it a special name because it affects everybody much much more than private sector theft. Even though private sector theft can have an effect on people. So effectively, I don't have a choice. I have to pay tax. And I give them my tax money, and they're supposed to use it to build roads, right. infrastructure, and make sure I have Steinhoff. water, electricity. I don't know. The problem with Steinhoff is that they lie to us. The other problem is that actually a lot of government pension money or individuals' pension money is has a small allocation. So we had 6% and 5% allocated to Steinhoff in our portfolios, which we immediately sold out. And so we recouped some of the money. You know, we didn't do it all. The share. It's trading at 6 rand a share right now. Last year, it was a hundred and something rand a share. No. Uh, at the beginning of the year, it was a 71 rand share. It's yeah. worse than London when there was that whole thing going there. Absolutely. Let me Always. ask you a speculative investment advice. If I, if I would have. There's no such thing. Okay, well. It's either speculative or it's okay. investment advice. All right, so let me, let me be speculative. Then. <laughs> okay. There are people who say, well, this company still has assets. It's still the second largest retailer in Europe when it comes to home furniture and home decor and all the rest of it. Um, would it be worth buying Steinhoff at six rand a share? <laughs> That's a very speculative buy. You don't know. I mean, it could go either way. It could end up – the company could sink and be declared insolvent, and the whole thing could be packed up and thrown away. Or it could start to grow again, and you'd be buying it at the cheapest possible price. Yeah. So on Thursday, we did a calculation, and we figured out that all the assets were worth about 25 rand a share. The problem, however, so effectively it should go back to 25, right? Mm-hmm. Like assume that if you sold off individual what are their liabilities? assets. Well, this is the thing, right? So one, you don't know what all their liabilities are because they announced that there's a 6 billion euro hole in their balance sheet, which we hadn't seen before. 6 billion euros. Right? Don't touch it. I want to get back to, I want to get back to that actually. And secondly, they've breached their debt covenant. So when you borrow money from the bank, the bank invariably will take as a listed company stock as a guarantee and they will say to you, if you don't repay, we will take shares in lieu of the loan that you haven't repaid. But now that, that the, all the banks, and this is another problem, all the banks have loaned their money where the stock was 71 rand, let's call it. Now the stock is six rand a share and the banks are going, hang on. So you can't pay your re, you can't repay your debt. And if I took shares in lieu of the debt that you haven't repaid, it's worth nothing. It's basically worth, what, what is it? Uh, 10 cents on the rand. Yeah. So that's it. So, so, so two things I wanted to mention. One is the 6 billion euro hole. Everybody's saying Marcus Euster. Marcus Euster wrote a very ridiculous letter saying, hi there. Um, I'm resigning. Hi there. He actually started with hi there. Can you believe it? And then said something about I'm going to take it like a man or like some pathetic like rugby talk. And then it is. It's it's rugby. Like a horse breeder, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he goes, "Um, this is all my fault. I'm going to take it on the chin or whatever. Yeah. Stop with these analogies yeah. and get straight to the point. And he said yeah. nobody, and then he mentioned all the top executives and said none of them are involved. Now, hang on a second. If you're the CEO of a company and you need someone to write a six billion euro check to an off balance sheet asset. You can't write that on your own. <laughs> uh, exactly. Ben Lakranji, who's the CFO, who resigned from Starst, uh, Steinoff Africa Retail, is still the CFO of Steinoff. Don't tell me he didn't know. Ooh. 
jail time, baby. Mexico. Hmm. If these guys have been lying, just from a reporting point of view, they're oh, guilty of a criminal offense, right? Totally. Just from a reporting point of view. Forget about where the money actually went. That's a whole other set of charges. Just criminally, it, it is criminal, basically. Yeah, it's a problem. All right, so uh, how, much have, how much have uh, shareholders lost? What is the total cost of this Since disaster? Marcus Yester resigned on Tuesday evening, and I, I got the message at like 11.50 on Tuesday evening. Oh, no. 223.8 billion rand has been wiped off the exchange <sighs> from Steinhoff, Star, Breit, PSG, Cup, ShopRite, and Invector Holdings. Now, some of them are not even related to Steinhoff, but I think that the common thread, Christo Visa, of course, those are all his companies. Um, Steinhoff has a problem in that it, well, PSG ha- actually has the problem in that Steinhoff own 40% of PSG shares. And if they now need to repay debt or get some cash flow because the banks are not going to lend to them anymore, right? And the banks yeah. have been calling on that debt. They're going to have to sell that 40% in PSG or the 30%, 35% they own in cup retail or their few shares in ShopRite, whatever it is. They're so, going to liquidate assets. So would you want to buy PSG? Well, it certainly looks cheap now, doesn't it? <laughs> At the moment, probably not um, because you first want to see how quickly the Steinhoff mm. need to sell their shares. So there will always be pressure on the share they're selling, right? Mm. But for sure, I think it'll be there'll be opportunity. All right. Ugh. So the little this. cash you had from selling your Steinoff shares, hang on to that because there'll be opportunity. All right. So um, let's talk about Naspass, the other ugly stepchild on the stock market at the moment. Yes, because, and, and we've got to exclude Tencent from this because we're talking about Naspass South Africa and, and MultiChoice in particular, mm-hmm. who've caused unbelievable stinks of shit for the, <laughs> for the price of the, of the Naspass share, which obviously is largely based on stuff that isn't even here. So, so, so you know the story, right? I don't need to repeat that. Multi-choice have been fingered for paying ANN7 and SABC. and SABC extraordinary amounts of money. A U.S.-based legal firm, Pomerantz, has come out, started an investigation. In fact, they're calling on shareholders to come forward for a class action lawsuit. On the day of the announcement, the share fell just over 5% in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, Claims that certain of the officers or directors have engaged in securities, fraud, and other unlawful business practices. This is the claim that Pomerantz are making. Isn't it just so sad that despite all our excellent corporate governance in this country, we really do have great corporate governance. It's how we survived the 2008 crisis. We've got great banking rules, blah, blah, blah. It's amazing that the Germans in the case of Steinhoff and the Americans in the case of Naspass are the ones who have to investigate these things because we just do not have law enforcement. It's very disappointing, actually. Very. I do feel like South Africa is very corruption sensitive at the moment. Mm. You know, they're all watching and what's happening. The other share that fell last week and fell 40% in one day, and then it had a couple of like 20% down days, was EOH, Asher Bobbitt's old company. Yeah. And there's actually no real news, except that a couple of months ago, they there was an article on the Daily Maverick saying that this guy, Jihan uh, Mackay, had bought these big houses and that EOH basically had promised him money or had bought it for him and that he'd done some deals with government. So it all looks a bit dodgy. But just last week, just because everyone was so sensitive, this all came out. And it feels like capitulation, right? Like, 
somebody sells and then somebody gets nervous that somebody sells and everyone goes to the screen and says, Bloomberg screen and says, what's happening? Why is this share going down? And nobody can understand it. So because you don't know what's happening, you sell some more shares. Oh, it's just, Oof. that's capitulation. They did have one <laughs> announcement on um, Thursday afternoon after the market closed that this Shihan guy had sold shares at 80 rand a share before it started plummeting on the 1st of December and hadn't declared it, and that is illegal. So if you're a director and you sell shares in a listed company, it always has to be declared, no matter how small. Um, and the fact that he sold at such a high price is very worrying. So to be honest, I still don't know what the real story is of why EOH was 170 rand shares now, 40 rand shares or something, um, other than I would call it corruption-sensitive South Africa, yeah. which is pretty much uh, it's an interesting phenomenon we're going through at the moment. All right. Uh, PPC we've been talking about for a while and how that price could go up because uh, CRH were interested in buying them. Right. So first we had AfriSam with a PIC where they were PIC was saying potentially AfriSam and PPC have to consolidate um, and kind of join up a big company and AfriSam would pay for PI, uh, uh, PPC shares. Then we had Lafarge Holsom coming out and saying we'll buy uh, PPC. Then we had CRH, but then on Friday CRH withdrew their bid. So the shares fallen hmm. to 660. The interesting thing, of course, is that AfriSam were going to buy it at 5 rand 75 a share. Um, and it traded all the way up to 750 when all the new bidders came in and now it's fallen back to 660. I did sell some above 7 rand and I'm kind of sitting on the last part wondering if I should just sell or whether I should hold on because we don't know whether Lafarge Holsom will pay up to 7 or 750 for the share or whether they will also withdraw their bid. I think if they withdraw their bid, then it's a bit of a disaster for PPC. But I, I, I think Lafarge Holson probably have enough cash to buy this company. The, the question is at what price, of course. It's, that's always the question. All right. Um, Can we, well, we must talk about SAGDP. Okay, go. Rather mad. Thank goodness, something <laughs> because, good. Because, yes, it came in at 2% last week for the third quarter. We were expecting 1.5%. So we've, oh, so we've seen a little bit of a, a little bit of a bounce in our economic growth. You won't forget, I'm sure, that at the end of last year, uh, fourth quarter and the beginning of this year, quarter one, we had two negative quarters, which meant that we were technically in a recession, and we seem to have bounced back quite nicely. Granted, it is off a low base, but hey, we'll take it, right? Right. I mean, mostly it was the farming sector. They grew at 44% on quarterly, and I think because we're just coming out of the drought situation, and so again, you know, this off a low base story. I, I, I'm very excited about the fact that we've got GDP growth, you know, Without it, we are really absolutely nowhere. And maybe that's what Moody saw, which is why they didn't downgrade us. Hmm. Yeah, maybe that's what they're hoping for. I learned something very interesting. Before I go, I have to tell you about it. Um, so, Saleo, you know Saleo. He's our, yeah, he works in your office. That's right. He's our SAPI analyst. And he went off and met management last week because it's a company has been through some very difficult times. You know, it's, it's a paper. It's basically South Africa's paper manufacturer. Mm-hmm. And he came back last week and said, did you know that SAPI has the global contract for all iPhone boxes because they make the whitest cardboard in the world? The global contract? Yes. And just to think about last quarter alone, 
How many iPhones were sold? 46, 47 million iPhones were sold. So it's quite a, it's quite big, right? It's, it's quite something. And in fact, he was telling me And that I love that. The whitest paper ever. <laughs> in the world. Wow. And apparently the box is so precision made that they are even told how many seconds it takes for the bottom of the box to fall out of the lid. Like it's to that. Yeah. Like that's how precision it is. Sounds very Steve Jobs, huh? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Right. All right. Um, and then just uh, people asking about easy equities uh, valuations. Oh, yes, because I've had lots of emails about this. Mm. Um, so they seem to have a problem with their system at the moment. Their portfolio portfolio valuations are not correct. And so when you look at how much profit or loss you've made, it actually doesn't indicate the accurate number. They're busy fixing it. It'll probably take them another week and a half to do it. I'm afraid that's got you nothing to do with You don't have to, to worry. Anthea and I are onto them, though. <laughs> we have been nagging indeed. Oh. <laughs> very so, irritating. Yeah. All right, cool. Thanks Thank very you, much, That's guys. a lot to digest this morning. Thank you so much, Anthea Pleasure. Gardner. And the money shot, we will return on Monday. Or if extraordinary things happen like uh, happened last week. Soon. Isn't that the most amazing time to be alive from a, from the point of view of being an asset manager? I mean, I there's so it. much going on. Well, I this is. I didn't love it last Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, but it's exciting, right? Yeah. We're seeing we're seeing history being made in in the in the recording of human productivity, the value of things, currency, everything else. It's just phenomenal. Yeah, the world is changing for sure. It's fantastic. What Thanks, a time! Guys. What a time to be alive. This is CliffCentral.com.